Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker, the Attack Podcast. This is episode number 22. Today, we're going to talk about the uh, University of Las Vegas uh, shooting which occurred yesterday. Um, you know, this one kind of touches home with me because after I retired from a uh, larger inner city police department, uh, I took a full-time job at uh, one of the campuses as, as a police officer. Um, and we have been diligently over the last year attempting to reorganize and restructure the majority of the um, uh, community colleges uh, within the state uh, under one uh, police department uh, to make ourselves more proficient, to make the department more efficient uh, in the event that something like this happens. Uh, prior to that, when I was working in the inner city, I spent uh, eight years as a, a school resource officer, and uh, on my spare time, I would research uh, school shootings, which um, no matter uh, what the difference is or uh, what we've learned out of them, um, they all, they all are tragic, um, well, regardless of what, you know, the ending, I mean, um, <clears throat> in this case, uh, Anthony uh, Polito, a 67-year-old uh, white male, um, whose career was basically, as a professor, in a numerous amount of colleges uh, throughout the um, United States. Uh, there were three victims. Uh, and uh, they have not released the names. However, I was able to um, <clears throat> do a little parousing. And uh, one of the um, victims... Uh, was a professor, uh, Patricia Navarro Velez, and um, Professor Shea uh, Jan Jerry uh, Chang. Um, there was another 38 year old uh, visiting uh, professor who was also shot. Uh, I have not determined whether he was an actual. Uh, fatality or not uh, although none of these uh, cases are um, easy to talk about uh, the university itself has its own established police department, which meant that the uh, police were able to uh, arrive on scene uh, quickly. Um, the suspect um, drew a firearm from his waistband and attempted to uh, confront one of the uh, university police officers. Uh, 
police officer uh, shot um, Polito in an attempt to stop the threat. And if there hadn't been an established police department on the campus itself, uh, it's hard to determine how long it would have taken outside agencies to get there, but because of this officer's act, um, he probably saved a lot of people. <clears throat> the suspect at the time had, uh, I believe it was 13 uh, magazines of ammunition, 150 rounds. Um, and again, you know, we kind of somewhat address the situation where, you know, people are under the impression that uh, gun control laws are going to stop this type of thing, which I'm just going to tell you, to be honest with you, it's not true. Um, there was a lot going on on with the, uh, the suspect more than guns. Um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of students had mentioned that he had a fixation with um, Las Vegas, Sin City. Um, and you know, sometimes I, ha I haven't um, heard or read anything that said that uh, he was married, didn't read or say, hear anything about him having children. Um, so that part of the, the puzzle is still out there. Um, <clears throat> but what drives a person to uh, commit crimes like this? You know, obviously, what I always reflect back onto is that absent the gun from the equation, what is the the datum or the origin point from why this is occurring? Um, one would figure that an individual, especially at 67, and who is, has been a career teacher, um, would be able to find a job somewhere. They're, they're claiming that uh, they believe his motive was um, because the college uh, <clears throat> denied his application for uh, employment, which is probably true, but <clears throat> the real question is what what was the or what was the original reason? There, there had to be something much more much deeper than that to cause an individual to just pull out a gun and start shooting randomly, you know. Uh, he did have a, a, a list of uh, targets on the campus. Um, so this was premeditated. So what do we know about premeditation? Well, premeditation just isn't a random act. Uh, it was planned, obviously. There was a list, you know, indicating it was planned. Uh, he knew who he was going after, which was planned, which leads us to the case of how did he know all these people? How did he know what was going on there? Well, it seems that he had taught there uh, at some point. So, obviously he was familiar with uh, the campus, was familiar with the people that worked there. Um, 
you know, I mean, what, what go, what is occurring within a person, deeply occurring within a person that cre causes them to lose psychological rationale. Um, what perpetuates such an aggressive act? Um, surely there were things going on outside of his life that were um, things going on because you don't just Okay, you yeah. listen, how many of us have applied for jobs and we haven't got them and we, you know, we may swear people up and down and uh, all of that stuff, but we don't get to an extreme like this. But So there has to be something within that to uh, create this type of a reaction from a person. You know, I think, I think one, one thing that I would, that I always question, um, Apparently he had a, now I'm not one of these um, social media um, people, I don't really use social media, I mean I, I watch it but I, I, I really don't put any extensive information about myself out there, um, simply because uh, if you, you want to know who I am you can just either look me up online or email me or whatever and you go from there when people put extensive uh, extensive pages about themselves um, what does that mean you know this guy had uh, got 109 pages of uh, students saying they did a good job he has a extensive portfolio online I mean um, within within that there is some type of message because I mean like I said I've done a lot of stuff in my life I've been very successful at a lot of things done a lot of things uh, I don't go out there um, Somebody told me I should get a Facebook page, but I, I really, I had one a long time ago, but I, I can't dabble with that kind of stuff. Um, but to put your whole life on a, uh, like a page like Facebook or whatever other pages, you know, Twitter or whatever you have, um, there's some need for some type of attention for whatever it is. And it was obviously that this, uh, the suspect was uh, looking for that. Um, you know, him sending out 22 letters uh, to <clears throat> other universities throughout the United States, and some had uh, white powder that ended up turning out being nothing in it. But we can already see the... Uh, the deterioration of a psychological uh, issue going on there, we can we can see it. 
And in a lot of cases, you know, even like when we were discussing the main shooting uh, a couple months ago, um, there were apparent signs that people saw um, that went unaddressed. I'm sure if we look uh, into this suspect's, uh, let's say the year prior to this event, we're going to start noticing a lot of... Uh, A lot of unusual uh, occurrences with him or statements made by him that uh, we would probably find um, out of the ordinary let's say and I, ha I have to I have to you know because this is a very serious situation and there's not one thing that's gonna prevent school shootings I mean you can have it, as many cops as you want there. You know, with any with any if with any fortune, we're just going to be there quick enough in time to uh, stop the suspect before uh, anything more happens. You know, um, gun laws—they don't work. Uh, only the good guys follow gun laws, and when a person's psychology is uh, deteriorated to this point um, they may have started out as a good guy but when your psychological uh, ability becomes impaired then you go to the other side of the fence nothing you can do about that non-detectable uh, maybe um, maybe he was showing signs we don't know we don't really know that much about him yet <clears throat> but like I said again I will reiterate the fact we were lucky that the college had an established police department there and they did what they had to do. Which, although we did lose, what I'm hearing is three people, um, three victims, um, it could have been much more extensive. So, um, there we stand with it. Um, you know, we, we need to come up with a way for some some means of when we see people that we know acting in ways that are not normal. I mean, psychologically, I'm not talking about physical injury, but psychologically or um, their philosophy changes and their... Uh, these are things we need to know and you know if it becomes at a point that they're that irrational you know you have to let somebody know law enforcement let the school let somebody know we, we need to know this um, and again you know one of my biggest pet peeves Joe Biden um, this isn't normal yeah Joe we get it okay we get it it's not normal the fact is it's been going on since the early 1800s it was much worse in the beginning of the early 1900s as far as school shootings um, after Columbine we we got a good grip on it but again another preventable uh, shooting um, Columbine was uh, when it was MySpace uh, these the two suspects there for over a year put out a manifesto um, with their intent, uh, 
Nobody took it seriously, and then in 1999 it became serious. Uh, up into Sandy Hook, which was 2012, um, with the all the added uh, security and uh, camera systems, uh, doors being locked, IDs. Um, the school shootings had gone down uh, dramatically. Um, Sandy Hook, 2012, was preventable. Uh, suspect there had mental health issues. Uh, a neglected parent gave the individual a uh, an individual with a mental mental health issue gave him a combination to a gun vault with ammunition in it. Hence, we had Sandy Hook. What did we learn from Sandy Hook? Honestly, we've learned a lot, a lot that Sandy Hook doesn't want us to put out there, but the one thing is you cannot keep putting out Sandy Hook because you are giving people ideas. You know, mentally ill people, people that are under stress, you, you are giving them ideas. We understand the tragedy of it, don't get me wrong. We have made a lot of improvements uh, to not stop, but, you know, um, hamper things like this from happening. But when you continuously put out stuff, something, something, uh, you know, you are giving, we have what is now called the uh, Sandy Hook One-Uppers uh, Club. Basically what that means is this is some individual that has mental health issues that has been bombarded with Sandy Hook uh, uh, things every time he turns on the radio. And now he's looking to, you know, one-up everybody. And this is the case with a lot of these, uh, especially school shooters, are looking to um, make a name. You know, uh, we don't want to give we don't want to give them any uh, reason to do that. You know, I just uh, you know, and since that happened, where they are continuously putting out information, you know, Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, the um, amount of school shootings have gone up 300 percent. Uh, Last year we had 51 school shootings, so um, I'm not saying that none of the none of the, the events there at Sandy Hook were tragic. They were tragic, and then you have Alex Jones, this, this wherever he came from, uh, just attempting to make it worse by his conspiracy theories and allegations. Um, you know, we have to be able to logically look at the deep causes of what compels these people to do what they do. Um, I have my own way of thinking about it. Other people have their own way. But it's all about the psychology of an individual prior to an event like this. Uh, there's signs. We know there's signs. Uh, people are afraid to report people. Um, Virginia Tech was another uh, preventable uh, shooting. Uh, the, the psychologist knew at the school that this guy was uh, had serious uh, psychological issues. He had hundreds of photos on himself on online with himself with guns, knives, swords, hammers, <clears throat> and 
progressive uh, stances, all of this stuff, and uh, their reasoning for not saying anything was because of HIPAA. Well, HIPAA is there to protect your medical diagnosis and your medication. It doesn't say anything about, the, is this person a, a threat? So based on that, if they said, hey, you know what, this, this guy could possess a threat to students, to campus, or staff, uh, something could have been set in place to, you know, either have his firearms removed, um, have his entrance uh, onto the camp uh, removed, campus removed, but it wasn't done. You see, so we have to be, start becoming more proactive and reactive in certain ways. Um, but with that, um, let me just say this is another um, another tragic incident that uh, didn't need to happen. Um, but it did. So the best we can do out of it is dig into it as deep as we can to find out what the the genesis point or the beginning of what caused this type of uh, reaction. Because like I said, it wasn't just he, that he just had, um, didn't get hired. There were other other reasons behind it. So with that, I'm going to leave you. I am Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast. This is episode number uh, 21, the uh, University of Las Vegas shooting.